Okay, this video is going to be a summary of Michael Dezarian's article called In Words We Trust. In my opinion, Michael Tazarian is a researcher, um, a scholar of the highest calibre. If you've listened to him speak before, you'll know the power and integrity of what he says has come from years and years, decades of research and, and embodying what he's learning. I respect anybody who dedicates their life to understanding reality, the mind, the human condition to the deepest possible levels. Um, if you've had that itch for the seeking of something deeper and more meaningful than just everyday existence, then you'll know that scratching that itch isn't something that takes days and weeks, even years. It takes a lifetime of dedication to wisdom and, and essentially truth with a capital T. I've noticed that on YouTube or anywhere else really showing Tazarin's work, um, there isn't much going over what he writes about. There's a, there's a few on YouTube with his podcast interviews. Uh, he's got his website, obviously, where he shares a lot of work called Unslaved. I'll share that in the uh, show notes below. Yeah, subscription website. It's very good, highly recommended. So uh, I'm going to put a few videos together summarizing his articles because they are absolutely phenomenal and I don't think they get the justice uh, that they deserve. So I'm going to put a few uh, videos together summarizing them. So the first one I'm going to do is In Words We Trust. It's an article about language, speech, and communication. So Tazarian starts out uh, by pointing out that the human beings need connection and need communication. An example is shared at the beginning of the article of monks who tap their feet when they've been in a, in a, a long, prolonged period of time of silence. They begin to communicate with their feet rather than language. So this goes to show even the most perceived holiest of people uh, who have dedicated and, and uh devote their life to God, still wish to communicate somehow. On the other side of the coin, the silence has huge power. Michael Heidegger believed that silence was real speech. It can be observed by anybody that the more someone speaks generally, the less self-aware he is of himself and his surroundings. There's a well-known maxim that implies that if you can't improve on the silence, then keep quiet. I can't actually remember who said that, um, but I've heard that numerous times. So where does language originate? Of course, our modern language is a development of other ancient languages. Tazarian uses Sanskrit and Urdu as examples. Owen Barfield believed that our language, the origin of our language was, was birdsong, which is essentially nature. Okay, so a quote from the article. Quote, the shape of the letter A, for example, replicates the peak of a mountain on which the gods supposedly reside. The letter O is based on the shape of the lips. When this letter sound is pronounced, the shape and sound of the letter S is based on the shape, movement and hiss of snakes. The letter U represents the womb and holy receptacle. The letter M is based on the movement of water. Z is the lightning flash. 
Apparently, our language is something created for us, not by us. What we know as language is nature speaking to herself through us. It's an intriguing thought. Close quote. What if our ancestors used nature to mould the alphabet as non-linear symbols rather than the linear, rigid language that we use today, uh, particularly English? As I've spoken about in, in podcast episodes I've done previous and something that aligns with Tazarian's work, maybe the rigidity in modern language is another manifestation of our disassociation with nature, our apparent disgust of our home. Something to think about. Uh, and Next of all, Tazarian talked about the, the dangers of words and language. Uh, a couple of examples, Hitler, Mussolini and Castro. Uh, words have been used by these type of people to manipulate the crowd for nefarious ends. It highlights the, the influence that language can have on the unintelligent crowd, the herd, the crowd consciousness, which is, I've done numerous articles and, and podcast episodes about that, so check those out. How often have you been led down the garden path to a dead end? When people are willing to fight for a cause, Words from a good speaker can influence these people beyond, beyond uh, a level of human morality or below a level of human morality as it should be. A quote by Diane Setterfield. There is something about words. In expert hands, manipulated deftly, they take you prisoner. Wind themselves around your limbs like spider silk. And when you are so enthralled you cannot move, they pierce your skin. Enter your blood, numb your thoughts. Inside you, they work their magic, close quote. And that was Diane Setterfield. But on the other side of the coin, Tazarian shows how words are very comforting too. On the other side of the coin, we have a healthy relationship with your mother, for example. You know that her unique voice can soothe and comfort you in times of severe distress. If you've been in the presence of a, an illuminated soul, an enlightened being, you'll know how their words can change your state almost instantaneously. An impeccable use of language can change the life of a person in an instant. Which leads on to another quote shared on the article by C.S. Lewis. The difference between God and Satan is that the latter tempts while the former woos. The world is full of word magicians. Look what is happening right now, playing out on the world stage with the COVID thing. Experts using technical, overly technical language to satisfy the human's need for certainty. It may have occurred to a lot of you by now that these so-called experts don't really know what they're talking about. It's sort of a black swan event. There's not enough data to actually say that this was ever gonna happen. And therefore what they're actually saying as in the data they've never had before. So essentially they're just talking nonsense. Um, I think we'll find that out in the near future, but that's by the by. What we have to realize uh, with words and with these dark magicians is that words aren't reality. 
Words can be spoken, which can influence the mind, but life itself is manifested reality. The words aren't reality themselves. So the word is not the thing in the same way that the map is not the territory. If you've studied NLP, you'll know what that is. Look at religion. Billions of people following the word of God, not the reality of God. Hallelujah. Yeah. One of the biggest issues with monotheistic religion is that people just read the Bible or read any other scripture, but they don't re uh, interact with the world. They just read the word. And that's what a big, big problem. Um, Tazarian talks about it being an enormous problem in the personal development industry. How many of these gurus uh, speak so shallow, shallowly and yet have enormous followings? Of these type of people, Tazarian says, the words of these charlatans eventually deafen us to our autologue. They hypnotize and slowly goad us into practicing the techniques of self-hypnotism. None of it would be possible without the power and magical influence of words on minds. So it's not simply about mega success, attainment, prosperity, and living like a king. It's not about confidence and thinking positively. That's the great collective fallacy of our age. No, it's simply about hearing someone speak about it. It's your addiction to this that the con men rely upon. It's what makes them rich. Close quote. That's Michael Tazarian in the article. We like to think of these self-proclaimed gurus as having all the answers to our problems instead, instead of actually interacting and letting life teach us. Fundamentally, this is because of a lack of sovereignty, a lack of self-esteem, uh, and therefore a lack of authentic action. People would rather listen, nod, get a hit of a, a dopamine smack, then interact with reality and feel, feel the ups and downs of what it means to be a real human being. We can't forget that reality is the ultimate guru. The world around us is our greatest teacher and we can never ever forget that. People aren't our teachers, that obviously they can help. We can have mentors who are considered Michael Tazarian a mentor and there's many others, but Reality is our greatest teacher. Supreme guru, as Tazarian calls it, is reality. A quote by Michael Tazarian, he says, thinking has its place, but more often than not, it insulates us from reality. Only by action do we grow to mastery. Only through trial and error do we assess our competence and weaknesses. Only by acting do we test our will and intention. Only by action do we enter into direct relationship with the world to learn nature's lessons and matriculate as a human being rather than as some unfulfilled, passive, greedy, gullible, feminized urbanite. Beautiful writing. Uh, close quote by Michael Tazarian. So... The marketing and personal development industries prey on something which Tazarian calls existential impoverishment. The belief that you're not whole as a human being right in this moment, uh, only those guys being able to show you the way.
You don't have it within you, they have to show you. So welcome to consumerism. That's how, it, that's how that works. That is the, the fundamental uh, basis of consumerism is you need this in order to feel satisfied. Notice the help me boom, help me, help me. Something, an old mentor of mine told me to watch out for five, six years ago, but it's been around longer than that, but he told me five, six years ago when I was a little, uh, uh, getting into personal development and, and falling for some of this, these cons, right? Uh, everyone is crying out for help, asking others to take away their suffering by giving them that quick fix. It reeks of low self-esteem, but this self-esteem and lack of psychological development breeds the smooth talkers. It breeds people who can communicate well and talk well and, and has mastered the language of persuasion. So as Tazarian says, be very careful of these type of people. He then moves on to something that I've called thoughts follow actions. Intentionality is an in inherent attribute of consciousness. Thought follows action, not the other way around. So think about that, because people think you think and then you act, but most of the time you act and then you think about the acting. So that's how trial and error works. We think on what we do, what has been done and what remains to be done. As we lean out towards the world, it leans back into us. The connective tissue of this is empathy. And empathy is a big thing in this article. Tazarian says that Empathy is often curtailed by parents and human interaction. He says, once empathy is impeded, we feel a void within our being. We feel impoverished and emotionally disenchanted. Stupidly, we attempt to fill the abscess with, with the influence and directives of others in the hope that doing so will reawaken empathy again. It's a fool's errand. Great quote. So our external seeking and repulsion of the natural order uh, further enslaves us to the will of others. We must return to the natural order to restore sovereignty and agency in ourselves. Until then, we'll continue to fall uh, into the abyss of, of low self-esteem, darkness and struggle to hold on to what you might consider a, a pure psychology individuation, you as a sovereign being, as a free-thinking individual. Uh, the article finished with the, with the following quote. In the end, after years of hearkening to the worm tongues, we're left with no self at all, just a grinning, passive-aggressive obscenity, thinking itself guided by God to that perfect parking space at the moor. And what he's talking about there is uh, obviously the secret. Uh, because that's one of the things you'll hear is like the law of attraction people talking about being able to get a parking space at the local shopping mall because they've attracted it. It's like, come on, we need to grow up, right? Uh, so in closing, from my perspective, we can see what Tazarian is speaking about all around us. This isn't just an article. It isn't just words as, as Tazarian is uh, saying here. Actually go out to the world and see it. Look at it as reality. Reality is the greatest teacher that we've got. See how many self-help gurus are out there uh, peddling quick fixes for your life. Sign up for this course and you'll make millions in the first six months. It, you know, just nonsense. If you're attracted to things like this, 
uh, it's because you're, you're lacking in self-esteem. You have a, a subtle self-disdain that is running the patterns in your life. Uh, what Carl Jung might call complexes, are running uh, the patterns that are running in your unconscious mind. Of course, this isn't only for money. It's also for our basic needs to survive. The dark art also leans into our unconscious minds, what's hiding in there, you know, our, our feelings of unworthiness. They portray that the feelings of unworthiness that resulted in us, our low self-esteem, can only be overcome by uh, going to these people and paying them money. They charge a small fortune to teach us stuff that resides within you. Um, hence the reason I don't charge for 95 plus percent of anything I do in the personal development space because it needs a complete overhaul. Uh, make no mistake, this is nothing new. Uh, look at mainstream religion, absolutely perfect example. It's been going on for thousands of years. Go to the church um, and they'll, they're the intermediary to God. God can't be found within. You need to go to the church. They'll give you the answers. It doesn't work like that. So uh, that's the end of this video. This is the first one I've really ever done, in all fairness. Uh, I'd love to hear your feedback, the lighting, the sound and all that, because this is brand new to me. I don't really know. All I've ever done before is podcasting. So keep your eye out for future videos. I'd really appreciate it if you would subscribe, like and share, uh, all that other good stuff uh, with anyone you think this work could bring value to. I'm going to keep bringing as much as I can to the table to the best of my ability. It will get a lot better than this. Um, but this is what I've got at the moment. This is where I'm at in terms of um, YouTubing and everything. I'm going to do videos uh, on all people that I consider great minds who have read, summarised them. I'm also going to be putting out my own content, what I think, um, my philosophies and my uh, versions of the world to see if that resonates with people. I do study a lot of mysticism, um, uh, shamanic cultures so if that's something you're interested in please subscribe and share with your friends this is something i love to do i love to share things like this so please if it's something you're interested in click that button and click the the little bell thing as well so you get notified thank you for watching